Alright, it's podcast time, guys. So, um, we're day late, because we were going to do it on Sunday, but essentially Mike moved moved the house today to, to below us in a weird way. And, uh, yeah, so, in a weird, incestuous way. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> it's all, all a bit he strange. wants to be around us. Seeing him, um, he got some stuff on your face, by the way. Yeah. You're good. Um, there's literally no one here but me, so it doesn't matter. But yes, yeah, I need like, to look my best for the pod, even though no one can see me. <laughs> you do. But yeah, I looked out the window as soon as I got back. He was just sat out there smoking. Just not a big surprise, but... They've not even got garden furniture, have you, though, so... No, but I mean, I, yeah, you just, just sat, sat on a wall. But yeah, yeah, so... um, So, so yeah, we, we, we gave him an extra day in case he could... Uh, could make the podcast. But we tried to get the band back. Yeah, but together. he chose not to take part. And I mean, he told me this in confidence, but he said because he doesn't respect our listeners. And I was like, well, I mean, that's that's pretty cold, that mate. Also, they're the ones that you know are paying, paying, wages. For paying the big bucks for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to tell everyone really, but I mean, I'm just, probably be back next week. I mean, how do you feel that the guy you're spending the money on doesn't respect the hell out of you? Exactly. I mean, I love my fans. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Yeah, my, my legions of fans have never been any doubt about my feelings towards them, but apparently you can't say the same. Apart from one of my um, die-hard fans who actually tried to get plastic surgery and looked a lot like me. Yeah, that guy was weird, though. I mean, you know, when you eventually did report him to the police and they found all those dead squirrels in his basement, I mean, you know, that's not what anyone wants, is it, really? I thought they were nice touches, dead squirrels, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what maybe society just isn't ready. I liked that it was maniacal in that it sense. Was. I just thought the plastic surgery was a bit <laughs> over the top. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was. I mean, God knows where it would have ended had you not, you know, called time when you did. Well, I think his ultimate plan was, because he couldn't quite get the likeness to me, he was willing to beat me up, take me into a, his surgeon, and make me and look like him. Essentially meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's actually not a bad plan. That's, that'd be miles easier than just, you know, doing it all to yourself. Anyway, fair play to the lad. But, uh, yeah, so we've had a had a big week, big week in podcast land, obviously, as you know, though. Good viewing numbers again. We're, we're, we're big stars now, big stars. What are near 30 every week, Rob. It's, uh, you know, who would have thought this when, you know, just a few short months ago, we were discussing why numbers were critically low at about 10. I'd say the podcast is in rude health and I'm taking sole credit for it. So. I mean, you could do that, but I... But then you'd have to kill me. Just anywhere that you attempt to take credit, I'm just going to log on to it after you and, and, and just edit it to say me instead. <laughs> that's, that's just what, that's just totally what I do now. Totally fair, to be honest, mate. It is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we had... Uh, we had a podcast birthday at the weekend, so you know, we went out for that. Yeah, and the glue of the podcast, it was his birthday. That's me, that's me. And to be fair, like, in retrospect, it was quite a prolonged and constant drinking session. It was, but it never got out of hand. No, it did not. It never even approached getting out of no, hand. No, it, it was, was a, a real was, civil, civil yeah, day was, of drinking, it was, I'd imagine. It was in control throughout. I say imagine, because, you know, we were... Quite drunk, and I wonder what it looked like to others. I, mean, I thought we were civil enough, but I can imagine if you actually met someone who was stone cold sober watching us, it was just us shouting at each other. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, Yeah, those lads were. Like, why, why is he shouting all the time, that guy over there? Why are all three of them actually shouting? Something wrong with those lads. So I'm listening to a conversation and they don't seem mad at each other. They just think that the music's overly loud and there's no music playing. And <laughs> yeah. they're just shouting. Yeah, as the as hobos tend to do. Would I, you say, though, you know, because obviously Mike went home a little bit early because he was doing moving stuff on the Sunday. Would you say, even though the night could have carried on, the minute we went into Belushi's, the night was over. Oh, hugely, yeah. I don't know why we went into Belushi's. It was obviously a mistake the second we stepped in. It was, yeah. yeah. It seems a young man's game, Belushi's, as well. Yeah, in retrospect, I'm sure one in, one in, in uh, I went in there once, like, last year sometime, and, like, there was loads of fresher stuff going on. So it must have been September. And I was like, hmm, I just went out. That's but it seems to be, I mean, I'm relatively new to the London scene, so... You're 
what I'd say an experienced campaigner. It seems I to be. I like to refer to myself as a veteran. It seems to be like cheap, you know, for people who are young, like an easy night to yeah, I mean, you know, just settle in for. Again, I've no idea. I mean, it was obviously my idea because I'm not sure you could possibly have known it was open late. Um, no, it seemed like stuff was going on. Yeah, we just walked past it basically. It was the first drinking place we saw. Ah, okay, I'm pretty enough. sure if we'd come from the other way, we would have got into beer at one. Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine that's how the night had. Yeah, yeah, I'd taken turned a, into. Well, I say I'd taken a turn. It hadn't really, but as you say, yeah, it wasn't. Well, there was that. I don't know if you remember. There was a weird old guy who kept sitting opposite to us who just had random young girls. But he, yeah, that was strange. That was you know, really strange. buying drinks for and sitting next to him. Then they'd bugger off and leave him on his own and he'd just be sat, not talking to us, just staring at us <laughs> with, like, full drinks on what? his table. And then other people would just keep coming. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I'd forgotten how weird that was. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, hopefully that was in no way suspicious and it doesn't matter that we didn't report it to anyone. Uh, yeah. You didn't go on some wild killings. <laughs> well, I haven't read about one, and I feel like I would have done. It was quite close to where we live as well. I feel like it would have come up in conversation. Yeah, you'd uh, imagine so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we also had, um, shockingly, in what we refer to as the home of the podcast, i.e. our home. Um, <laughs> i.e. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we had a real bad time of it on Friday with fear. I don't know, like, I'm not sure it did it in other places, but, like, in London. Probably not. Yeah, West It London. seemed like there was just something that specifically is wrong with, you know, our flat. Oh, no, I mean, the actual rain. I don't yeah, think it yeah, was widespread. Rain, yeah, the rain was... Yeah, I'm not suggesting normal houses leak when you... Like, every house. <laughs> yeah, it's so... It's an epidemic round here. Look at us, we're all even... <laughs> In flats that just like seep water for it. We were in hell for a good long while. <laughs> we really were. Like, oh, it was like Wimbledon. By the way, have we taken all the balls down? Or are still those the, ones the last the two that are high up, I've not got right, down. I'll try and take so Unless them you have, they are still there. But I'm going to lose my balance, and fall, I... fall over, and then the water's going to tipple onto me. Yeah. Insult yeah, some did. injury type. It scene. is, mate. And throughout, I'm just going to be sat there playing football manager and not reacting in any way. <laughs> but on that note, it is hard to describe the moment of panic that you experience when you realise you are sat at a PC playing football manager and it feels a bit like it's raining and the window's not open. And also for the, uh, the listeners who aren't aware of our what we call Valair, which mm. has our computer stuff in us, we have two monitors yeah, we do. <laughs> so you can't just be ah, oh, few monitors. Got the lads, there's another one there. You <laughs> yeah. got to get that protected as well, and have a route as there. And it was uh, it was surreal. Seems like we lost a few good books, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what they are, but there, there's a, a fair few of Carlos's like first edition paperbacks in there. Um, honestly, it was like when when you went in that room. For at least an hour, it was like it was moderately raining. Like it was. There was well, I so- had my headphones in, so the, incidentally, the rooms which let the water in were the two rooms that me and you were both sat in. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I had my headphones in, so yeah, you can't hear anything other than what you're listening to. And I was like, okay, it's raining a bit outside. Just looked to the window. I hadn't looked around me, and then I turned around and went, oh, fucking hell, it's, it's it coming down it's like it's actually raining. raining in our flat. Yeah, but for a while, our flat was making it rain. Latest update is obviously, apparently it's all next door's fault. Did Carl's tell you that? He was on about it, was it the gutters? Yeah, so apparently they've not had their gutters, like, cleaning ages, and apparently it was, it was an actual plant growing in the wall or something. So did their flat have water coming through that? I... Don't know. That would be a dastardly plan from them. If their flat yeah, was just that. Uploading it all to us, yeah. <laughs> a plan that, as long as it doesn't happen to us again, I could firmly get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what we should do is just, just create our own plant barrier, send it one further down. But yeah, like what a, what a day that was. 
Although, you know, I mean, everyone occasionally just wants to have a quick inventory of how many bowls slash buckets you do actually own. Yeah, we had a good few out doing the dirty work for us. Would you say fifteen on the Would you say it brought us closer together as a as a flat family? Once it was over, yeah. I think for a little while, <laughs> it really heightened the chance of there being an inter-flat murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was dark times. And Carlos is bigger than both of us, I assume, yeah. but we'd be the ones that get killed. Yeah, I mean, what I would probably do is murder you early doors while you weren't looking to try and just keep it to one murder. And that way, I guess we yeah, come to some sort of agreement <laughs> with Carlos, but uh, Rob's dead, but we can fix <laughs> on him for a, for a day. That's, that's fine. Now. We don't need no more than that. But yeah, so yeah, the carpet is just about dry now, and obviously, after giving it two days, I was finally able to turn my computer back on, by which I mean... I was basically having withdrawal symptoms from not playing football. I was going to say, like, it wasn't properly <laughs> it dry was, it when... It was, I checked. That was no way... No, not being the computer, though. No, the carpet wasn't. The carpet not... was still quite wet. Yeah, that's not a problem. And you were like, ah, oh, fuck it, can wear flip-flops in there. That was almost word for word what That I ain't said. stopping me. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then when I went into the seat, when you went, yeah, I'm sat in it now. <laughs> Once, once, once you're, you're in, in it, like, yeah. Once, once you're over that hump, you, you're fine. Once you're at the lowest, you can't go any lower. <laughs> no, no. I, I was wearing those uh, those those shorts that I just destroyed in my flood. Not because I wet myself, because because I got water on it. I was I was you know trying to fix the flood. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't great, but you know we're fighting on. Yeah, we've come through it okay. I think. But, we're, yeah, we're a good group. We've done all that. Everyone's pretty happy. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, other than that, it's been a been a normal weekend. Yeah, it's been a a weekend that you know could tell a few stories and and probably would if we remembered most of it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah. So what else have you been up to this week, Rob? Anything exciting? I've even got notes. I'm gonna... You've taken notes. Yeah, because I, I thought we were just strong notes. Out of curiosity, what have you been using to take notes? Uh, something called Notepad Plus. Is is it two pluses or just one? Uh, just one. Oh, okay, fine. I'm ripping off Notepad Plus Plus, but fine. So like a few things. Um, first thing was I saw. Like, I like, you know, you you got to be kind to anyone, really, apart from, you know, people who don't deserve it. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, saw someone... it's tough to make that decision before you know the person, though. Well, yeah, fair enough. But, you know, just stuff like holding the door for someone and yeah, yeah, you know, so letting it's... someone who's, you know, less physically able than you sit down on a train or a bus or whatever. But there was someone, a woman who had a kindness is gangster t-shirt. And, I, <laughs> and you know what I was like, hey? Hey, you know, I, I was like... You know, I like kindness as much as the next person. And that's well lame. That's real lame. <laughs> also, um, at what point did we cross the barrier to... Like, what, I'm not sure what the message is there. Like, are we, Have we appropriated gangster to mean good? or Is that what's happened? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where they've gone for it. <laughs> when did that line get crossed? It was, it was a weird... And it was a T-shirt worn by a woman, God bless her, who would not know anything about being gangster. Well, no, I mean, it sounds like one of those things, you know, like from primary school where a teacher is like, yeah, but being nice to people, that's what's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then but... there was another thing that happened to me. It happens to me quite a bit, especially around Shepherd's Bush. I don't know what they're trying to sell me on, but wearing sports stuff is very comfortable because I wear sports stuff for work every time I'm working and it gets you out of good stuff so people don't think that you're old enough to you know fund some sort of charity really that they want to like sell you on I've not I've never noticed that so they don't want to so like they don't ever pull you aside for charity stuff you can just walk straight through and no one will go like from Oxfam yeah mate have you got 10 seconds or something (laughs) you just walk straight through because they just assume that you're like Fair enough. But the one thing that's killing me is, and it's the same guy all the time, and I've got a distinct look, you know, I'm not white and I've got a beard and I've 
blackout, whatever. So if you've seen me once, you can probably recognise me and go, I probably asked him yesterday. <laughs> I get asked, do I want to study a lot? <laughs> so like, I'm at the bit where I look young enough where I've, I've probably not, you know, ever been to university. But I'm well, not old enough to like, you know, either be converted into a Jehovah's Witness. Would you say, though, that you Or adopt a lion. Don't adopt a lion, mate. Would you say that your status as a babyface, though, once makes you want to get in professional wrestling as a babyface? Yeah, and then when someone goes, mate, you've got to develop a character and everything, I just assume babyface men, you've got a babyface. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I do now. Although, on the the thing with, with charity, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast in my past, but... I don't know if I've told you, one time, like, I was walking along what happened to be Bromley High Street in, like, a massive group of people, right? And so then there was, like, we were walking past, like, there were some people, like, selling insurance or something. Basically, I was on the side of the people that was going to be nearest to them. (laughs) So I was like, right, I'm not having this. I'm just going to surreptitiously walk down down the back to the other side. Right. And then the guy... Just like came over and oh, trying to get away from me, eh? And I was like, <laughs> yes, mate. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're damn right, mate. Like, I was like, what? Which bit of that makes you think I'm going to talk to you? Like, I, I didn't do it. Like, oh, he's got me. <laughs> no, I'm leaving, mate. This is ridiculous. You're a ridiculous person. And then Saturday was a weird thing. So I got my hair cut before we went out. Got a bit of a beard trim as well. As you do. And like, um, thing with haircuts is I don't get them often enough. But I do enjoy the process and the experience of it. I, uh, I've never been a massive But that fan. might be because I don't get them often enough, so it's like a nice novelty. And I've never been a fan of the... You know, there's a weird, slightly awkward, am I supposed to be talking to this person? So this is what I'm, I'm coming on to. So I got my beard trimmed. Mm. So there's two things that you can do when you get your beard trimmed. And also your haircut, I guess, to a, an extent. You can mm. either close your eyes and yeah. block out all contact, but that gives off the impression to a fellow bloke who's, you know, shaving your beard that you are loving this in a very <laughs> sensual way. And who knows what, you know, what side he bats for, basically. <laughs> or you can keep your eyes open and it be the awkwardest, like, ten minutes the occasion. that yeah. you're ever going to face. Like, what, what, what do you do? I end up doing both. I did both. Stolenating. So, like, when he got really close, as in, like, he was trimming a bit right next to my lips, I closed my eyes. Hmm. And then when he went sideburns, I opened them. I, like, I have had, in my life, I had, like, the Turkish hot towel shave thing once. That's a bit easier because of his towels. Um, Yeah, and at one point, he just puts the towel over your face, you can't even see him. Yeah, exactly. That bit's, you know, that bit's easy. I'd suggest probably closing your eyes for that bit so you don't scald your eyeballs on a towel. <laughs> um, and one time, like, when I was in New Zealand for, for a wedding, like, the day of the wedding, it, it occurred to me that I needed a shave and I, I, I figured that, essentially, the, the cost difference between buying a razor and just having someone shave my face for me because I wanted a haircut as well was, was, was negligible. So, yeah, I, I, I've had someone and I told you as once. well, like, you stiffed me on the price as well because was like... I'm going to wash your hair as well. I'm like, oh, mate, come on, that's extra. <laughs> that's extra. Yeah, but you have ludicrous amounts of hair, like some kind of Lego man. But then on, after, I went in Mackey's just to get myself a milkshake. Didn't have any milkshakes, but... Wait, that's cold. Wait, which address did you go to? I went with one at um, Hammersmith Station. Those lads are oh. real nice. Oh, okay. Like, good all price way, and all stuff. All the way down there. I thought it was a Tony Guy in there. Nah, uh, it's just like these two... Oh, oh, fair enough. He's two fellas. Yeah, for some reason, I just assumed you'd gone to the one I always go nah. to. And there is no... I've been, to, I've, been to the one before, I've been to that before, the station one, actually. That was the last one I went to. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, Gotta get yourself a regular gig. Yeah, that seems to be my, my gig, though. Not Even though the guy did ask me, can I have a Brazil top? Yeah, I mean, that's strange. So I made the mistake that, you know, everyone has made it who likes football of going out in a football shirt. Yeah, it's weird. Because as we saw, was it last week when we were just going out to our local Bugsy? 
And you, you're in a Holland top and then some maniacal Dutch Holland guy just man. stops us in the street. Wow, to we just were. shout, yay Holland, at me, basically. <laughs> to the point where I was like, I mean, technically it's benevolence, mate, but, but, but okay. But yeah, like, um, I'm not a Brazil guy in the slightest. Like, I don't dislike him, I just, I'm nonplussed on him, pretty much. And no, you are you. <laughs> I'm pretty nonplussed. And anyway, uh, I was in my hairdresser's getting my hair cut, and guy was like, oh, you, you Brazil? And I went, no. <laughs> and he went, you like Brazil? I went, not really. And then he went, why are you wearing my shirt then? And I was like, trying to explain that it was a shirt for a stag day that I went on, where we all dressed up as... Oh yeah. Past players. Did so someone like, who I, did a terrible job get the best public reaction as well? Yeah, but I can't remember off the top like of my head. Semen or like a or something weird. Yeah, like. the semen one's amazing. <laughs> semen stories amazing, but we'll probably you know, it's a long probably we might have covered so. that last time Yeah, well, that time. So he was like Okay, I didn't understand any of that stag do stuff. And I tried to explain it further, and then he just went, "Can I have it?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, no." And he went, "It's a real nice shirt, man." And I went, "No, no, it is. <laughs> it's mine because I've kept nice wearing shirt. it since it's you know <laughs> yeah. primary use." But going back to to Mackey's, I was in Mackey's. I tried to get a milkshake, and I like, "Route milkshake." I'm like, "Lads, come on!" So I ended up getting like just a coffee from there, and then there was some woman in front of me, and. Mackey's fries, they're on my Mount Rushmore of best fast food rides because I think they might be the best. I've never encountered better. I like the Burger King ones, but they, they don't have the uh, they don't have the, the mass appeal of, of McDonald's in the like halfway through a set of Burger King fries, I'm kinda done. So there was like a woman there who she got the stupidest order I've ever seen at Mackey's. Really? So she got a large soft drink. Okay. Coffee. Okay. And then just fries. Oh. While she was holding a box of strawberries. Yeah, I mean that's all strange. And then she was she was so annoyed. This is what happened. When she got gave him the fries, a couple of fries dropped out of the you know the box. It's not a box, is it? It's a, the cat. Yeah. And then she was like, "I want another. I want a fresh batch." So this poor little like woman. He was rushed off her feet. And it's Saturday, so you can imagine it's like packed. And she was like, I want another, you know, fresh batch of fri- fries. And I'm like, you've not even ordered larger. <laughs> and like two went on the on the tray. Hmm. And then the woman was so polite, she went, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And then, you know, the the woman who requested the new batch like looked at me and was like, Oh, can you believe this? And I'm like, fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't be roping me on this. Look what you've ordered. You've ordered <laughs> fries with strawberries. It's like you're counterintuitive. No your whole order is bizarre, counterintuitive, and fucking ridiculous. And in a strange way, terrifying. It was, ah, oh, mate, it was full blown idiocy. But my favourite thing I've ever seen done in McDonald's was a guy who specifically ordered a burger without the bun. But, that gets better, he did this on a Friday night at 3am. <laughs> so I was in a 24-hour McDonald's because I just needed some McDonald's. And this guy, like like your one, was saying to me, can't believe how long it's taken. And I was like, what do you order? He told me. I was just like, mate, like, are you... I, I was like, that's not on bed, mate. You've ordered something weird. Well, I was just all like, it's two fries on your tray. Just, just put them. Just don't eat them. You've got others there. Yeah, that's bizarre. And you've got What's strawberries. I don't know what your your whole end game is. Here. Are you eating healthy? Yours. You've got a big soft drink. You've got a coffee. You've got fry. Like, what's the end the end game for this like meal? I mean, a soft drink and coffee it at the same bizarre, time is mate. also weird. It was so bizarre. She just seemed like a wrong one. <laughs> I mean, she does seem. Like and I'm willing without ever meet like really. I say me, I did see her. Like, say more... Well, I didn't say anything to her. I can be convinced that she's around her. You should have offered to fight her. I mean, I, mean, I don't I see how that ends well for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There's, there's no, yeah, there's no upside for you. I just think you should have done it anyway. For a laugh. And then, yeah, like, the last thing in my week 
we, I've spoke to you about this Stacked before. week. Was the toilet thing. Oh, mate, this was fighting in its bizarre. And it's happened to me before, though. <laughs> so, like, the, it was in a, you know... So our, our offices for our, where I work are in a high school. Mm-hmm. But the toilets are staff toilets. So yeah. I walk in and, you know, the, the, um, cubicle. the cubicle, the lock says vacant. So, you know, like you do, you, you go out, no one's I'm in there. I'm going to go and use that no cubicle. One, no one's in there. I, do, I don't think I even needed it. It was weird. I don't think I needed a cubicle. It was almost like I just wanted you know, to have some time to myself for a little bit. <laughs> no, not wanking, but just I mean, like... It sounds like it, mate. Well, yeah. I'd had like a, a weird morning, you know, a morning just full of being around like kids that I found quite annoying. Yeah, I don't know why that makes you want to have a whack. Well, <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> flicks you switch. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I goes to the door, it says vacant. And then I push it, and then there's obviously a guy on the other side who's like, I know, got his foot against the door so no one can get in. Or he's having a shit and like stretching so far <laughs> with the palm of his hand to not let it open. And he was like, hello, like, can I help you? And then I just shut up, had my piss as fast as I could. And got the and out of right But I thought, I was like, oh, the lock mustn't be working. Because those like, toilets your... are a bit sketchy. Yeah, that is the only acceptable explanation. And then because I was there most of the day, I ended up using them again. And I, I saw the door was vacant again. And I thought, you know what, I'll go just see, check this door. <laughs> Gotta check. Lock, lock worked fine, mate. Lock worked fine. Like, the, the thing that I don't get about this is, like, who doesn't... Like, when you go into a cubicle, regardless of what you're doing, I'm not judging you, uh, doesn't immediately think, like, you know, for, like, item one on the checklist of going into this cubicle is locking that door, it like, immediately, and with no delay. Like, I'm still, to this day, not sure what the reasoning was. But there's no legitimate reasoning, Rob. Because it's and happened to me, I said this a minute ago, it's happened to me before, but in, like, a private school where I was, like, um, like their toilets were just single ones. Hmm. So it's like an actual room. So the school looked like a house. It was in Kenya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the toilet, it said, like, toilet, but it was just, like, a single door. Yeah. And that one said, vacant. And they opened it and there's just some old woman in there. And she was like, oh, sorry. And I went, but there's, like, a lock and stuff. Like, you're not just like I'm not in the wrong. I'm refusing to accept any blame for opening the door, you know, and showing you to the school, and the lock works fine. And these were quite respectable toilets, so I don't know what what your end game is, what your problem is. It just made no sense. Yeah, no, none of that makes sense at all. But like I said, it's happened to me a few times, and I'm like. Lads, is there some sort of childhood trauma about locking the toilet? Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, is it is that a thing? Do do some people not like doing that? Like, why wouldn't you? That's... It was was insane, mate. Because, like, like, whenever I'm in, like, you know, a a public toilet of any kind, like, I am... I just essentially live in fear of that happening, you know. Someone accidentally opening the door somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the worst thing I can imagine happening while I'm at a toilet. I just I didn't get it. It was just why why is it it's vacant but someone's in and the locks work back. Just lock it. <laughs> it's not hard, lads. It's not hard. But yeah, yeah, so I had what I'd call an observational week. Yeah, good on you. I Rob's musings is what I'm gonna Don't ever call it that. I am. You're not allowed to get myself a graphic and everything. Nah, if you, if you call it that, I'm gonna have you killed by the mafia. And then carry it on as AIDS music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, show, the show's got to go on yeah. in some capacity. And obviously, I'll you know go on TV and be all like, I can't believe this has happened. Make myself some kind of minor celebrity, and then it'll come out years later that I had you murdered <laughs> in my own autobiography. Who would be the, reconst- uh, the reconstruction actor? Uh, probably Denzel. <laughs> yeah, I see the similarities between <laughs> you and Denzel Washington. Yeah. It's a real Will Good Smith life. as well. Yeah, he looks a bit <laughs> yeah. like you. Yeah, he could do it, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, my week's been pretty standard. Um, obviously, I continue to hate work and everyone in the alley. Uh, but on like, um, what day was it? Some day last week, I was in 
I was in the uh, I was down in Clapham with, with work, so I got popped out for for a bit for lunch, obviously, and I went on to like this is like Clapham Common's a bit weird because it is I've massive. Never been. It's massive, but there's a bit like at the south, like near Clapham South Tube, where there's kind of like just a weird like little bit which yeah, doesn't okay, seem yeah. to be that yeah, attached. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I went in there. I remember a while ago you saying that thing about like down here it's not viewed as weird and slightly trampesque to be drinking in the park. Yeah. Well, like I went in, and there was no one drinking there, but there was just like honestly, there was the remnants of what looked like a twenty-person binge drink. <laughs> it's just like a, an empty gate of Carlsberg, like an empty like That's insane. and just cans everywhere. And I was like, lads, the bloody hell's happened here? Because like. Oh, this was supposed to be a nice area. Yeah, but it'd be cordoned off, what not? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, we can't. We just need cleaning up. This place is no longer a. <laughs> you can't, you can't go sit in here, lads. Not until this crate's gone. Yeah, honestly, and I also was like, various amounts of puking. That's well, also you know, got me the weird thing up. was as well. You know, there was like there was the RAF one hundred thing, whatever it was. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, that was like two days before. And I went the day of that, and everything was civilised, there was no, nothing. Went two days later, and there was just beer cans everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, lads, come on, sort your lives out. Any special brew hanging about. That's when you know stuff's Mate, got. I, I didn't. I didn't feel the need to go up and start That's when you know picking, it's a, the what I'd call DEFCON 5, <laughs> if special brew's on the floor. I mean, DEFCON works with way around ones, but the, the no, whatever, 5 no, is so. just normal. All right, then, it wasn't, man. Yeah, okay. Be like that, see that, yeah. Uh, and also, so the other amusing thing happened to me today, as I told you earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, is, this tickled me. I, I to, So I go through, on my way back from Scouts where I was today, I go through Walthamstow. Incidentally, Aid is the oldest member of Scouts who isn't not a leader of Scouts or anything. <laughs> he just likes the place. <laughs> there, yeah, I just wonder in sometimes. Actually, to be fair, I didn't tell you this, right? For some reason at Scouts, as I mentioned before, um, the last couple of times I've been there there's been badminton at lunch as in some guy has an actual badminton set and it's uh, just as it about yeah apparently, <laughs> it was, apparently it was just in his garage so he's brought it in but like today we went out to like to like play badminton how does he also other. bring the poles and so, do they just have them at scouts they collapse down quite oh, easily yeah, so it's like the tennis it's ones a re- yeah it's a real rubbish one like everyone acknowledges that but anyway so, so we went out <laughs> To, to you know, oh, I've seen, yeah, I know what ones you mean because I've seen them at schools actually. <laughs> yeah, collapsed badminton stuff. Yeah, so so we go out and to, to the bit where we always go, and there was just loads of sports stuff. So there was like there was two footballs, there was a rugby ball, there was some golf stuff, there was more badminton stuff. <laughs> there were about a gajillion frisbees, and like all just scattered about this place, and like nobody about. It was someone had actually already put up a badminton net, so. <laughs> Could you imagine that the meeting on what equipment needs to be, you know, brought in, and just someone screaming, "We need more badminton," and then the resort is, "Mate, we've only got enough," and it's like, "Ah, we need more. Can never have enough badminton." Stuff. I mean, the frisbees were more concerning because there were about twenty frisbees. I'd like I, football. I mean, I might be being disingenuous and, uh, towards the lads who like a good frisbee, but I can't get behind frisbee. No, I mean, frisbee, as far as I could figure out, is not a sport or sport-like activity. It seemed to be just one of the world's more misguided ways to try and pick up women. Um, I mean, at least... I mean, I've, never, I've only seen it in films or TV shows where that's actually a thing. Well, like I say, I, I don't think it works, but the only times I've ever had someone defend frisbee to me, specifically that ultimate frisbee, I don't understand what that is, Basically, yeah, I have no idea the, what the difference. The is. only defence people have been able to come up with is yeah, but girls can play too. It's like okay, but do they? Well, no, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so so we just we just used their sports stuff for about thirty minutes till we heard them coming back and we had to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I was I wasn't too bothered as I don't technically work for them, but. It would have been well funny had the people complained and some guys who got sacked. Uh, you know, for me, le- less so. Great, but then if you were in an interview for another job and they were like, um, yeah, so 
why'd you get sat? Why'd you leave that place? You know, ah, <laughs> you don't. It's a long story. It's not, but I just want to say that so I don't have to explain. But I got sacked for playing with someone else's badminton set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Not my finest hour, but. So, I anyway, so the actual story I was going with was on my way back, I go through. Um, I keep getting what it's called. There is a tube station up there that I. Well, from stuff. And essentially, one of my mates I used to work with, he also has to go through there on, on his way home. So I was like, you know, as I was going through, I, I genuinely thought, ah, I wonder if there's any chance of, of running into him. But then I thought, no, it's too early for him. Like, he won't be here for at least another half hour. And then, so I was going down to the tube. The next time I got back into a phone signal, sent a string of messages that basically <laughs> just went, mate, I've just gone past you on the escalator and you proper blanked me. Why, why are you such a dick? And still. So anyway, it went on for, for a bit and I was like, mate, I just didn't see you. Um, I have really good noise cancelling headphones. Can't hear a Also, thing. though, in many tube stations, they run very close to each other, the escalators. Oh, no, this one, these are quite far apart, oh, okay. actually. Are they not... even ones where, like, there's steps in the middle? Uh, I think there's a, a third escalator in the middle. Oh, okay. Like, they're far enough away, he couldn't have slapped me. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, it'd be really egregious on your part if it was, like, If you actually touched me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it came to a head. Or he tried to flip your headphones off to get your attention <laughs> and then went sliding down the escalator. Uh, yeah, I know someone, actually, who, <laughs> in uni one time, for some reason, while drunk, decided to, to climb... Like, run up the middle of an escalator. No, it's quite smooth, but it's quite hard to do. Please tell me he's still alive. I mean, he is. So he, he did get to the top, but at the top he banged his head oh, on, wow. on a camera and slid back down. <laughs> it, was, it, was, just, it was hilarious. He was too to aghast to even just I, I, put her arm out and stop his fall. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing just picturing the guys watching it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so, but this guy, event, like, eventually, after a, a bit of, of me going, ah, sorry, mate, he was like, yeah, but, like, a woman behind me even actually said, mate, I don't, I don't think he knows who you are, <laughs> He had to be told off by a stranger, because I clearly was ignoring well, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> you're embarrassing everyone. That guy well, it reminds me, it reminds me of, of a story I went watching with... Like my friend, we were watching Man City, Fulham. This is like a decade ago at least. So it was that year that Hodgson miraculously kept Fulham. Up. Yeah, he kept them up. And so the game was, it was that one where City were winning 2 0, then Diamante Camera scores at the end and Fulham win 3 2. So we went that one. Okay. But at half time, we, we had good seats to be fair. We were like the first row of tier two. Yeah, so we had like really good seats. And then there was like a guy, a couple of seats. Uh, to the right of us and he spots his mate you know below tier one I don't know if I've told you this story I think I probably have and he just starts well call the other the guy who's trying to shout Mike he's just like this is while the half time stuff's going on so there's music playing and you know everyone's chatting and stuff he just starts going Mike Mike <laughs> just shouting Mike and then Mike obviously can hear someone shouting his name but he has no idea that it's coming up from a guy who's in tier two. Well, he's in tier one. <laughs> so Mike's head's on a swivel and he's constantly looking round. Oh, who's that shouting my name? And then this guy again just, he stops. And he's like, Mike, Mike, I'm over here. Mike, Mike, come on. Like, it's me. And then like Mike's still like, his head's like everywhere. And then uh, at the end, uh, this goes on, I'm not joking, for at least like a minute and a half, two minutes. So me and my mate are just like, Turning away and laughing into our hands because we didn't want to see the guy, you know, in in distress being mocked by by us. And then it calms down. Obviously, Mike's head hurting and his neck from constantly looking around and seeing who wants him. And then, like, and the funny thing was, Mike even looked up to us here, but not in our direction. <laughs> nice. And then the guy goes to his mate who he was with. Mustn't have seen me, Mike. <laughs> He mustn't have seen me, and me and my mate were just like... Sounds what? exactly like... Sounds like he was deliberately doing a partridge bit. I think, I think he might have been involved without knowing. Like, <laughs> it was a subconscious partridge. It was, it was fantastic. Good lad. All right, uh, should we do a little bit of sport then before before we sign off? <laughs> yeah. Because um, obviously the World Cup has finally ended. Yeah, it did, and, you know, we pretty much... 
think France were just the best team for me I think, throughout. I think they managed to be the best team, never look in any danger of losing any match at any point and still play the vast majority of the World Cup in, at best, third game. Well, I said to you, for their squad, yeah. it was impressive by Deschamps that he could make that squad the strength be the defence. Yeah, very. very like and you touched on it, I don't know if it was last podcast or a few podcasts ago, where it is hard to get some attacking philosophy and... Yo, synchrony is that a word? Synchrony, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, within the, the forward players that you're going to use and stuff. So it did mm. seem a bit disjointed, and a lot of their goals did come like out of nowhere or just someone, you know, piece of brilliance like Pogba's goal in the final. But their defence really was their. Yeah, they were really good. Their strength, and I know people were like, oh, weren't Croatia the better team? And they were, you know, they had all the ball, but I don't think. Apart from the two goals, one which was, you know, a catastrophic howler from himself. But Laurie's had no real, for me, saves to make. They'd like, and to be fair, their first goal was a bit out of nothing. It took a deflection as well. Like, it wasn't going in. And then it hit Varane and then changed you know, the trajectory of the ball. Oh, yeah, I ball. remember you saying I didn't actually see it like live. I didn't, didn't see it with a deflection. But, like, people were saying, ah, oh, but, you know, the, the two French decisions... You know, uh, put a black mark on the file and Croatia can feel hard done by it. Look, I thought the first one was a foul. Oh, I'll yeah, like, I, I thought, thought it was, was I mean, not a, a strong foul by no means, but in this climate of football, I thought it was a foul. Yeah, me too. I think sometimes people get a bit confused about, like, the difference between he's gone down easy and he's not been fouled. But the handball was... The handball was... was it was pretty egregious and... It yeah. was one of those where if, if we, we say this about NFL a lot, but it's not a clear error if you have to keep watching it over and over again. No, I mean... It, and you've it mentioned not. it before, where slow motion makes everything more deliberate. Yeah, like handball suffers well bad from it. What I thought happened, and obviously no one but Perisic himself... Will ever know. Will know, was I thought that he moved his hands because his hands were high... Yeah. So, like, I think he thought he was going to handball it above his head, and he tries to move his hands to like just keep him down. Yeah, and basically, like with how gravity works, right? Like when his arms are as high as they are, he has to, yeah, he has to be putting some effort in to keep them high. Like if he if he's doing nothing with his hands, they drop back to his side. It was it was an insane decision. And it really was. He's had like, a weird tournament, Griezmann, because if you looked at his just raw numbers. You'd think he'd had a really good tournament. He's the third best player there. Well, he's the best French player, apparently, which I could name at least six that were better than him in this World Cup. Yeah, I mean, that is... And I, like, it's not Leo Messi winning player of the tournament at the last one, but it is a strange, strange decision. Well, I'm just always of the... Um, like, I don't... Like, I think Modric was Croatia's best player, maybe, throughout the tournament, but there's a big case that you could say Perisic was their best in the knockouts. Well, I think he was, wasn't he? Really? Like he was the guy. Got the job done. Like against England, it was him and Mandzukic. Yeah. And uh, Visalko was good. Oh, he was very good, Visalko. Yeah. But in terms of like an attacking, offensive standpoint, it was Perisic and Mandzukic for me. Oh, Modric was he was okay, but he wasn't what we'd expect in no, in usual I, times. I think basically, like, like he won the golden ball. No, I don't have a massive issue with that, but. Like he won it a bit on, on oh he's like been decided as Croatia's best player like after the quarters, yeah. And so like essentially from quarterfinals onwards, as long as they got to a final and, and, and like nobody else went nuclear, then he was always going to win it. But I think it, it was also weird, I think we, it was also people treating Croatia. You know, I like mean, I, yeah, like I, I'm not going to say like, all right, don't I know a lot? Like I did pick him to get to the final. Yeah. No, I, but it I wasn't like, but it wasn't game. like, you know, I was, oh, they're such a, you know, a minnow and it'd be a mate. Well, like their midfield, they've got players for Barca, Real, Inter, Juve, Atletico, they're not. Yeah, they're good. They're not sides. minnows. They're like, like they've got players. 
every, you know, top league and stuff. But yeah, with France, it was it was one of those games where it's actually come out. I think that he he was ill, can't he? Oh, was he during the game? But he got the run around. He did seem to get the run around a bit, yeah. and he's had a great World Cup. He really has, yeah. Well, I mean, he's I thought France. I thought France were better when Nzonzi came on. You did say that, Jordan. And he gave him a bit of composure, a bit of structure. And the funny thing was, like I saw tweets as well. We'll get into the Pogba thing if we've got time. But you know, uh, he was, you know, carried by by Kanté, and you know, he's only looks good for France because he's next to him. But once Kanté went off, he played his best. Like he did part of the game where he just took over. Look, I mean. Yeah, we'll get onto a bunch of stuff if, if we have time, but just let it go, lads. You were wrong. Just accept you it. you just got to take, like... I mean, I tweeted, has anyone checked on Grey soon yesterday? Well, uh, yeah. Like, have you seen it? I saw his bit, yeah. bit about France and stuff. He, he and looks like somebody had gone round his house. Just like, so I mean, honestly. I never believed him. A, you know, Pogba's overrated stuff anyway, because I thought a lot of the arguments made no sense whatsoever. But you've just got to take your L, your L, lads. Yeah. Like it's over. He's he's made out of Teflon now. Like <laughs> it's it's done. Like you can't say he's overrated because he's just dominated a World Cup. And you know when it was all said and done, like I didn't think he had a a great maybe what first half fifty minutes of a final. Mm. Then he took over. He did, and he did that thing I've mentioned to you before, where I think he knew he was the best player on the pitch after about fifty. Yeah, and he he essentially just choked him out. And you know his his goal was like the pass he made to free Mbappe. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying you know Modric could probably do it, but he Pogba's the only guy on that pitch who would have the balls to do it. Yeah, just the absolute. Well, like he played a one before as well, which was like yeah, quality. Like it's a combo of a few things that like but Pogba's got a real and Pogba. What's it. underrated about Paul Pogba? is that he really has a strong feel for who he's passing to. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't play that pass to Giroud. No. No, but he, 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 he knew that. that that was the ball. Like, he knows Mbappe's rapid and has got the run on. I think it was Strinich. Or I it think was, it was Strinich, yeah. Like, he knows if he, you know, bends it away from Strinich, then he's, he's done. Yeah. Like, he's not anywhere near it. It's the same thing with, um, with basketball. Like, people used to say about LeBron, that he puts it right... Like, he's so in tune with who he's playing with like he knows where, what height to pass the ball to yeah like a player because he knows their shot technique so much that that's the quickest way they can get out of the hands and stuff or different different sides you know what I mean like it's so yeah. in sync yeah. I feel like Pogba's that's an underrated part of his game where he's just so in sync with who he plays with he, he just knows that that's a ball for like for an Mbappe like that's not a ball he'll play to Griezmann no, and like he plays like when you see him play it forward, like for Lukaku at United, he does it slightly differently as well. Like he very rarely. He's just a real intelligent footballer. Yeah. Like just, both on the ball, off of like. He's just. He's just like. I've, there's no midfielder in the world with his skill set. No, not, not even a, close. Not, not close at all. Like his defensive work was fantastic this World Cup. Yeah, it's like look anyway. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we do a bit of bit of England talk, Rob? Yeah, a big I mean, England fan. Um, I think it fizzled all, out a little bit. It did fizzle out a little bit, but that's partly because you know we you've got to play that third place playoff. Yeah, it does feel were. like a damp squid. Incidentally, I am currently wearing my away Belgium kit. He is. He is. <laughs> uh, I've, I've nice not got my Croatia top on because because uh, they're losers. Yeah, as soon as they're losers, that's it for me. Uh, but yeah, no, it, like it, it did a bit, and like it fizzled out a bit towards the end of the Croatia match as well. Where I think, like as as I've said to you, I, I found Vasalko's uh, quote about England, you know, being progressive and you know not playing long balls, and then we just pressed them, and it turns out that's not a thing. Yeah, I think England's stuff, I'd say more than than even recent times, was they really struggled when they had to think. Yeah, they. They like, did. once they knew, what, what once sort of, like, it's like the NFL thing where, you know, each team has, like, 15 or so scripted plays they start off with on yeah. the offence. Felt like that with England. Once you went off script, they were screwed. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I mean, 
So Which, you know, I think Southgate will learn from it, but I think ultimately that's what cost England. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was proactive in the semi-final. No, we did. We did. We looked like a team who, who lacked guile. We had a fair bit of running about. We had a fair bit of. Well, yeah, we had a lot of industry, but yeah, and like to be, and we had we had like good runs as well, like you know. But it, it but, felt like though when Croatia were getting on top, it felt like Southgate in his head was like, "Yeah, we're great defensively, though, so we'll be fine," and didn't really think about like you know changing not so much personnel, but tactics and stuff mm. so he, he you know he took off Henderson but when he, he went what he would say like for like he brought Dyer on like he didn't go let's go with two centre you know like yeah. maybe four at the back or because they were rinsing the, the wide areas yeah, especially when it got to one all as well it was like look but we were just all, overloading in the yeah. wide areas so they knew that to you know get at wing backs is to what football manager would say is look for the underlap yeah, so, so like the fullback. So if your winger's got the ball wide, it, yeah. then your fullback runs inside. So and essentially, the, the, the wingback has to go and mark yeah. the winger, and then there's a, then essentially you leave one of the centre backs with the option of either going with the run from and that then, guy or letting him go. And then what they did as well on, so they didn't really do it so much. Like Rakitic did it a little bit on the left, but Modric did it so much where he, he made a free hmm. on the right for Croatia. So they had like. Vesalko, then who was playing on the right? Was it Rebic? Rebic, yeah. Although I think they moved Perisic for a little bit. So it was one of the two on it. They yeah. chopped and changed. Yeah. But then Modric was there as well. Just hanging out. Yeah. And then Deli Ali, I don't know if he's been carrying an injury all the way through, but he would, just couldn't keep up. No, and problem is as well, once once you get a guy like Modric doing that, then essentially you, you're well, once you just put just your best lap. player in constant threatening positions yeah. where he's now taking over the game. Like England were on I won't say hiding to nothing to only finish two one. But there was real deep water like yeah. swimming against the tide for about fifty minutes. Yeah, it was and look it's you know, we we're being I wouldn't say negative on England, but obviously overall real positive World Cup. Well, what I would say and a lot know, of other a lot of work. Other coaches who've you know, yeah. managed England would say that we had this as well. But there was a nice solid structure, like a foundation yeah. that you can build on. I always think that's the key thing first at international level. Yeah, like, like France showed it. France made it that yeah, we've got Mbappe, we've got Griezmann, we've got Pogba, we've got other guys who can come off the bench, and our main strengths are defence, like yeah, our so defensive structure that. and organisation and stuff. And I thought England had it for like most part of the World Cup. But like I said, once teams, you know, sort of altered their tactics and structure within the game, England but just, they didn't really have, not so much a plan, but yeah, kind of like a plan B, but they weren't like, we'll change this and... No, we It wasn't so much to... like you need a plan B, because I feel like a plan B is just like a generic thing. Yeah. We so sh- like a plan B is just like, well, if our first thing's not working then this is our second. But they're both generic plans, whereas England just suffered for me, where like they didn't have something to counter what the other team was doing. So I wouldn't yeah, say it's not a plan B as set per se, but it's... Yeah, no point during any game did I feel like England changed how the game, the, like, what the, the dynamic of the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like basically, once, even Sweden, like once Croatia like got on top, and that was the dynamic of the game. We didn't even we'd look nothing. Sweden, like Sweden, it, like they didn't change how they played uh, when it was quiet in the first half until they scored. They were just patient and believed yeah. in you know the original game plan would eventually come to fruition. It did. It did, yeah. But I felt with Colombia and Croatia, it really was was once they got on top. Once they started, you know, having the ball and stuff, England didn't really differentiate no. from you no, know, their no. original plan. They sort of just banked on solidarity getting them through, or at least to penalties with Croatia. And, and even didn't... though it ended just two one, and they left it relatively late, felt there was an air of inevitability with yeah, Croatia. Yeah, like when Croatia equalised, I like I did just feel like that was that. To be fair. I mean, the other thing with, with the Croatia matches, like, 
I'm sure the England players and, and staff didn't. But, like, so Luka Modric get a lot of stick for his suggestions that they were underrated by... that Croatia had been underestimated by particularly the English media. And that's not I don't, for me. Like, I don't understand. Like, it feels like our media... Yeah. I'm guessing other media's like this as well, but our sport media and football journalists especially, we get very Weirdly defensive about anything. Yeah. Anything they get like pulled up on. Like we were we did underestimate Croatia. We were mapping out our way to a final. We were like, if you get in this half of the draw, it's well easy. Yeah, and that's what we were saying. That's just you know, maybe that's just natural thinking as a fan. But to be fair, when you compare like our semi-finals getting Belgium or, or France, then, then it probably was easier than that. But there was a bit of a feeling of, oh, you know, it was like people talking about you know making comparisons with '66 and talking about how you know we've not been to a final. I even since heard like talks of knighthoods made. Yeah, I know, and it's like <laughs> look at the end of the day, and but the old football's coming home thing, like. You can say that was a joke as, as much as you want. For a lot of people, it was a bit. But but for the people who, as you say, sang it loudest, and for at least 90% of the people involved, it was at least 40% Look, I, I work on a weekly or daily basis with you know, younger yeah. people. They weren't singing it as a joke. No. They were singing it like they'd got it into their head. And a lot of people who don't understand that it's a parody and it's about self-deprecation as an England fan and, you know, it's always a joke that we build our hopes up and we're always let down. Like, people were, like, it's coming home, like, as though we've, you know, we've invented football and it's our, you know, we're finally bringing it back where it belongs and stuff. Like, people did have this, like, you know tribal yeah, like, nationalism feels of course, of it. like I have no problem with that I, I, I really mean, enjoyed either. it and everything but, you, know, you got to call it what it is you turn around to Luka Modric and tell him he's out of but order it wasn't just him like I read Stan Collymore tweeted that he met Davos Suka and I think yeah. it was the mix zone you know, for journalists and stuff Davos Suka works for the Croatian Federation he said almost straight away that it helps like it fueled the team talk um, you know, like, why would they I, I, I mean, Gary Neville seems to not get it, and I'm shocked <laughs> because he won a Premier League, whether it's revisionist or not, from a you'll win nothing with kids, said him the media. Yeah, and also, I uh, basically, and uh, not, well, when was it? So, the, the year before Arsenal's unbeaten year, like when we won the league that year, I know. Like, Fergie repeatedly accused him of triumphalism and said that, essentially, United used that as a, yeah, a, as a motivational time. You, thing. You see it a lot with athletes. Yeah. Like, maybe more in, I'd say, American sport, because they do more, like, interviews and stuff and, you know, and profiling on... Maybe it's a magazine or whatever. Um, but you see a lot of them are like, you know, the doubts, I've proved the haters wrong and stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. People do read stuff and they um, do take it in and like you, even Paul Pogba took the piss with come, it's coming home if you did. saw the video like he it's did. not just that we're, we're so insular that no one knows like but, you know the, the whole song it's been played after every bloody goal England scored like and like and again my point here is like I've no problem with the thing itself either. but once it falls on its face and other teams are like yeah we use that as modification uh, motivation you really, can't be angry yeah. with them like they, like they what you said, like you said at the time, why would Modric lie? They've won. They, yeah, they don't get anything extra out of this. They're just mentioning, but look, it, it helps us. Yeah. So, But like Neville's like, yeah, I'm in the, the opinion that no one in the media, pundits or journalists alike, have ever won or lost a football game. I was like, but it can fuel it. It, can, fu- it, it can, can drive a player to like, yeah, I'll show them. And it, look, if you don't believe for uh, I'll show them thing, go and watch a documentary called Winning Time. <laughs> exactly. Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. It definitely can. Yeah, of course, it does. Like the perception on how New York's you know, mm. perceived to Indiana. Like it's a real thing. Like athletes don't just live in a bubble. No. Like, if anything, and fair play to him, I'd be the same if I was a professional athlete. Quite oversensitive. Yeah. With what? stuff like what? Kevin Durant is a very oversensitive. Like to the point where he now gets into arguments on Instagram with seventeen-year-old kids as you do about them saying he's a sellout and stuff <laughs> good lad Kev 
Yeah, you know, I'm riding Steph Curry's coattails, and he's like, mate, I won two finals MVPs back to back. Might have joined the best team, but I am the best player. Right? <laughs> yeah, which so, is fair, so fair play to him. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but Neville seemed to just double down. Like each day, I saw like a new. Yeah. Well, I, as I mentioned, it, I had to. So he's, he's I had to um, unfollow Oliver Ollie Hall because. Because he was going on like Modric was some kind of monster who, despite having won, was deliberately sticking the boot in England and there was no need, which is completely not what was happening. Plus, we were obsessed with, like, you know, telling other teams that they deserved it. Like, Colombia serves them right for... Mate, before the Colombia match, and I know it's for Sun, so it doesn't count because we're the worst people in the world... But essentially, the son called them all drug dealers. Yeah, we really... Like it happened. In both the lead-up to Colombia and the after-game, I know, like, Colombia mm. were full-on shit houses. Oh, they really were. But I we weren't magnanimous in defeat. Like, you've seen the clip when I think Eric Dice goes winning penalty. Both Maguire and Stone start, like, running and, you know, shouting and screaming at, like, the Colombians and stuff. They do. And then we can't then turn around and go, yeah, but look at Modders and look at Croatia. Aren't they so arrogant? <laughs> oh, that'll show them, look, France beat them as well. Like, you know, we're the, the kid in the playground or on the street who gets something taken away from us from someone bigger and then, like, a bigger brother comes and helps us and then we act like we've won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did do a bit of that. But, uh, but again, yeah. Like, like Ollie, was it Oli Holt or was it someone else who was like, you know, wonder what Modric is thinking about, about now? Oh, yeah. And then someone just went, mate, preparing for a final. Doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't. I can like, just let it go, Lance. Oh yeah, no, I think it was Ollie Holt about the fact that they were playing. It's coming home, like <laughs> yeah, in yeah. like a square or something in, in Russia. Yeah, that like, was it. Oh, so we best not tell Modric. Uh, I bet he'll think that we reckon we can still win because we're so arrogant. Shut up, mate. <sighs> yeah, like, it, just it was... stupid. Just look, enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy the it's coming home stuff while like, it's all I, happening. Like I said, then I, when it's gone, I just enjoyed... let it go. Don't act like. I never really got into it, but I enjoyed what was around me. Yeah, me too. It was like when the Olympics was on in 2012. Don't really care about the Olympics. But it was a real good atmosphere in the city. You couldn't deny that. Yeah, like it was a real nice, harmonious atmosphere. Mm. Like I enjoyed it. But then I can also, you know, find that it was a a tad arrogant. Yeah, Like they're not mutually exclusive. If you were not English and you were on the outside looking in, it's not reasonable to say to them, oh, yeah, no, but you've got to understand this and this. Well, no, I'm just a Croatian guy. How would I know that? <laughs> to me, it just looks like you think you're going to beat us easily. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> Pretty much what Modric said, didn't he? he was like, yeah. That's it. Just, I wasn't that's, being nasty around. Just, that's just what I heard, lads. Like, you, can't, you can't tell me that that's unreasonable, because it's not. All right, yeah. Anyway, Rob, so, so we're, we're over the hour again, mate. We're over the hour. We're always again. over the hour. Yeah, it's because we... You know, we're all about quality and the quantity, Rob. Get both from us. It's like a two for one. Or two for, as I like to call it. <laughs> what would be the actual spelling of that? Or the logo? <laughs> it would be it would be T W O F E R. Would it not be a number two and then F E R? No. No, I can't do that, Rob. It's a word. You've got to spell it out, mate. That's just how it is in my world. Yeah, so, I mean... You know, we might do one on Thursday because I'm away this weekend. Maybe we'll see what happens. That seems reasonable. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And obviously, Mike said he might be. Yeah, back so, for that, so we well, could probably bit of a Mike catch. Probably be a bit less sport because there is no sport to happen. No, there's not. Is there? Maybe we could talk. But maybe we could talk transfers. I mean, there's been some transfers. There's been managerial appointments for transfers. But... Oh yeah, Savvy's in, isn't he? That monster. But uh, as I said to you before, BT were rolling out. Uh, was it? Speedway, Speedway fishing, fishing, and Moto big guns, MotoGP, and, and, Moto GP. and I was like, they're so desperate for football, and I think fishing's by far the best out there. <laughs> the free they were churning out. Actually, I don't mind MotoGP. It's not a bad watch, but like a lot of things like that, a huge amount of its appeal comes from just how dangerous it would be if it went wrong. So yeah, like NASCAR, exactly. if there's a crash, yeah, of course, it's gonna be like. Like, yeah, fishing was on the bank from even uh, said on the bank so Jesus, that could, was there. you could fall in fair disclaimer <laughs> exactly <laughs> you might fall in and then still catch them while you're falling in <laughs> you just come back out holding it up in one hand like some kind of hero 
Alright, well, so so we'll see about that. Depends. I what think we'll shoot for Thursday. Let's shoot for Thursday. Shoot for Thursday. Right. Not, not much going on. Oh, we can get back on our team of the nineties thing. Yeah, we can get back. And at the minute, just to recap before we go, I think we've got um, Schmeichel goal. Schmeichel goal. Sharama. Right. Sharama right for. back. Yeah. We went for Sammer. Yeah. And Desai did we? Desai, yeah. Left back, we went for Maldini. Yeah. Uh, um, right wing Figo I think yeah I think we settled on Figo but then we've it. not done anything else apart from striker number 9 we went for yeah, batty goal yeah we best do how all this began yeah because right wing was so low on options I still it was so like it really mm. was anyway also just as a tease for Thursday I can tell you all why I think George Weyer shouldn't have won the 95 world player of the year okay I think we'll all look forward to that Rob And we'll uh, see you then. Bye, guys.